listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. And at Veg Your Best, I'm here to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is actually a superpower (laughs) that will unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal by doing it your way. If I could go vegan in my 50s, with all my excuses, I know that you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 113, Vegan is Another Language. Hello, my veggie besties. Ciao. (laughs) You know, I decided before we left Italy that I wanted to record one podcast, at least one podcast while we were in Italy, because, you know, why not? So the sound today might, I don't know, it might be a little different. Anyway, I wanted to record while we were in Italy, not thinking it would be quite so hard to figure it out because there just never seemed to be the right time and the focus for it. Because, you know, when we weren't covering miles of Roman roads, when we weren't talking and exploring or lying down to recover from jet lag or those miles of Roman roads, or maybe we were eating, I don't know. If you've been checking in on all my Instagram page posts, you'll see quite a bit of evidence of that eating. And though many Many, if not most, of the service industry people in Italy speak way better English than my Italian. I have still had a number of opportunities to practice my Italian. Now, I think I speak better French than I speak Italian. But one of the many, many beauties of life in Italy is getting such a warm reception when you even try to speak their language. And in fact, one place where my Italian got a bit of a workout was when my my husband went to urgent care a couple of days ago in the town of Amalfi. Now, not many of the medical people there spoke English, or maybe they were uncomfortable speaking about important medical information in another language. Either way, either way, that was my boots on the ground moment or two when it seemed to matter my Italian, and there was no real option in place. So good news, good news. My husband is feeling better. And of course, thank you to the taxpayers of Italy. There was no bill for the ultrasounds and the x-rays. And it turned out simply to be what a friend of mine, Jacqueline Gates, also a life coach, Jacqueline Gates, and a trained actress. uh, These are the situations Jackie Gates calls a plot twist. What a great way. What a great way of looking and reframing those unexpected and often unwelcome moments. So fresh from that plot twist, I'm thinking about here 
on the Amalfi Coast in the town of Ravello, I'm thinking about life in other languages, and there is a parallel when you transition towards any new way of living, but certainly when you transition to a new way of being in the world, like being vegan or plant-based. So you know that when you're trying to ask for what you want, whatever it is, in another language, there can be uncomfortable and tiring, you know, interchanges and awkward moments, even if you're pretty fluent, even if you are speaking another language all day or about important issues can be very tiring for most people. And for introverts or or people with life sentences like myself, do you remember that topic, life sentences, a couple weeks ago? I think it was episode 110. Well, I have a life sentence. Well, I have a lot. You do too, probably. But one of mine is you shouldn't make mistakes because then you look dumb. And for some reason, it's really not okay with me if I look dumb, which you may not. <laughs> you may not understand because uh, I put myself out here every week. Um, and But that's new, allowing myself to look dumb in public. So it is super not helpful to attempt to not look dumb when you're trying to learn something new. And you know one of my favorites, the Stoic philosopher. The Stoic philosopher Epictetus taught, if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. This fear of being thought foolish well, it lies at the core of many of the reasons why I have not put myself in many situations, which I think I wanted to. Um, and that fear of being thought foolish, that's not just me. It lies at the core of many of our problems of caring what other people think. Now, intellectually, intellectually, we know we shouldn't care too much about what others think of us. And, you know, I know that, but here, traveling in Italy, even if someone thinks I'm an absolute dolt and a classic representative of everything bad about, I don't know, about my gender, my ethnicity, my country of origin, being a vegan, even if they think I'm terrible, I will most certainly never see them again. So if I'm embarrassed and tense and afraid of looking like an ugly American, that's just my problem, right? But that sort of actually irrational tension is a good clue that I've got a life sentence at work. Am I, am I explaining this right? Are you following me? Because this is how you uncover a life sentence, a limiting belief, is you follow the discomfort. When I get tense before asking for something, when I get that kind of sick feeling while trying to ask a doctor speaking Italian to slow down or repeat something again. <laughs> when I feel like the driver, the taxi driver completely misunderstood me, but I want to pretend he didn't. So I don't have to repeat myself <laughs> or double check. This is me, kids. This is me. Anyone else would say to me, and even I would say to anyone else, what are you worried about? Don't worry about it. So what? You made a mistake. 
So what? You asked him to repeat six times. So what? You're a little flustered. But follow that discomfort and you find the limiting belief. You find the life sentence. And those life sentences, those limiting beliefs, they're so practiced that we hardly even can notice them ourselves because they just feel so true. Among mine can be, oh, let's see, what's a good one? I should have already learned how to do this. It's not okay to look dumb. Other people are going to think I'm just entitled. Um, What other people think of me matters. I should have already learned how to speak Italian better. I've wasted so much time when I could have gotten good at this language. There's some, there's some of mine. So this is a very good example of what, of what experts call the spotlight effect. The spotlight effect. It's that tendency we all have to massively overestimate the amount that other people are thinking about us. When usually, usually, you know, right? Everyone's way too busy worrying about their own lives and what other people are thinking of them. That takes up most of their time. They don't really care so much about what we are doing. Now, you and I both know it's not 100%. You and I both know people, all right, I certainly do, who have an enormous list that they can pull from at any time of all the dumb things that other people have done. But even in those situations, even those people, I would suggest that the reason they are like that is they are even more massively self-conscious about what others think of them than even you and I are. So be content to be thought foolish. If ever there was a secret to confidence, it's got to be this, right? Epictetus got it right all those thousands of years ago. When we are content, when we're at peace, that people might find us foolish, this fear of what others think, well, it doesn't disappear, but it doesn't hold us back. We know it's just the price of learning something. So this is my parallel this week. Being vegan can often be a situation where, well, we need to be content to look foolish sometimes. I myself have noticed that it's a bit harder for me to advocate for myself as a vegan in some, well, like in Italy, some of the beautiful places I go where people are extremely proud of being producers of artisanal meats and cheeses or raising specific animals. And they have an ancient tradition of maybe fishing or animal husbandry that goes back generations. Now, I find that discomfort in those situations, whereas if I'm in a big corporate food chain in the United States, no qualms at all. Zero. The same issue is me asking for what I want, right? Asking for the same thing, no animal products. But in certain situations, I will crawl into someone else's head (laughs) And I'm creating, by doing that, I'm creating drama in my head about when my request for something with no animal products might be judged. 
So yes, my point, my point is vegan is a foreign language for most of us. And even when we get really pretty fluent, even when we get really good at it, even when we get pretty confident, pretty savvy, even when we know when to double check and say, hmm, really? There's no eggs in that? Or no chicken broth in that vegetable soup? Even when we learn what sorts of cuisines and how to find the places, the questions to ask, the people who are on board and supportive of our choices, even then, it can be tiring. Because for virtually all of us, it is not our mother tongue. Vegan for most of us is a foreign language. And for most of us, choosing to limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products wherever we are is sometimes more or less like traveling in an unfamiliar region. So all this to say, if you are sometimes tired, if you find yourself occasionally overwhelmed or confused on your vegan journey, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your goals. I want you to know that. And don't let anyone, whether they are, whether they're vegan or plant-based or omnivore or carnivore or anivore, don't let any of them bother you if they think you did it wrong, if they think that you're doing it wrong right now. All of us, all of us have this tendency when we are new at something to outsource our thoughts about ourselves to other people. At Veg Your Best, I believe, and I teach, and then I cheer you on in any goal you have, knowing that the only opinion about your choices that matters is yours. Believe me, I have a full-time job judging my own choices. I don't judge your choices. I'm only coaching. I'm only here to give you the confidence because I know if you've got confidence, if you've got the belief, if you have the support, you will make the right decision for yourself. That's veg your best. And yes, yes, I think that there has also never been a more important time to be vegan or to move in that direction. But I also know that your vegan practice takes practice. As vegans, we are all living in a new language. We are living in a new country as vegans. It's not the same way that we grew up. Sometimes it feels awkward. Yes, and it feels unfamiliar. And yes, you may not be doing what you're used to, and you may not be receiving the same feedback and social approval that you've become used to over the years. And I want you to know that if we make awkwardness, if we make newness or unfamiliarity mean that we're in danger or that our relationships are in peril or that we will never have ease around a meal again, if we have those thoughts, those life sentences, we'll be hard pressed to practice enough to get safety and ease in our choices. And if we make Unfamiliarity and awkward mean that we're not good at it, that we aren't suited to a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, or that it's going to be too hard, require too much time, attention, and willpower than we've got available, 
Well, again, if we feel that, we're going to be hard-pressed to get the practice necessary to make it feel more fun, to make it feel more fluid and connected. And you know, that's just like everything else in the world, right? You know, it's exactly like every single other challenging new thing you have ever done in your life. It feels awkward. You may wonder, have I made a mistake? You may wonder, am I the one person on earth who just can't do this? You may feel like your friends and family are against it or that they want you to fail at it or at least drop it and stop talking about it. Yeah. But whether it's going plant-based or vegan or any other thing that matters to you, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, what if you weren't afraid of doing it wrong? What if you weren't afraid to look foolish? What if none of us was afraid of making a mistake or worried about someone else judging us? What if? What if we were not afraid of, as Epictetus said, appearing foolish? What could we not do? If you or someone you know would like support starting, restarting, or re-energizing a vegan and plant-based lifestyle, I'm telling you this today, this week, this is really the best time to start. Really. Right now, uh, I'm recording this in October. You'll hear it in November. Right now, as the holidays are beginning to take shape before the end of the year, there has never been a more important time to be vegan. And what we learn on that journey, even when we don't do it the way we want to, even when we think we're failing at it, even when we're having trouble, that journey has benefits in every single other area of our lives. To be comfortable being uncomfortable is an amazing skill. You know, in school, small children, small children, we call it teaching them frustration tolerance. And we apparently expect our kids to stick with learning to read long words and memorize times tables and raise their hands before speaking. And too many of us think that when we're uncomfortable, when we're frustrated, that it means something's wrong. Most of my clients come to me after listening to this podcast for for weeks or months. And if that's you, please, please do reach out, even if it's just to ask a question or just to clarify something. There's never any kind of um, commitment just for getting in touch with me. My contact links are in the show notes. You can always find me at Veg Your Best on Instagram or at Michelle Olander Coaching. And right now, I'm going to say ciao. Ciao for now. We're leaving Italy in a couple of days. And by the time you hear this, I'll be back in my comfort zone where I usually am speaking English and usually feeling fairly fluent. And I want you to keep practicing your goal, no matter what it is. And to be content looking foolish. There's so much power and personal liberation in that. Grow your frustration tolerance. Not, not just to be uh, put upon, not just to be burdened, 
but grow it for the things that you want, for the things that excite you, for the things you want to create and the legacy you want to leave and the model that you want to be. Be proud of yourself for making mistakes and trying new things. Okay, until next week, veg your besties. Get out there and veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.